0: Consider y'all selves hashtag blessed because you've just stumbled across the Gay Agenda YYC, a podcast that spills the tea on all things LGBT and Q in the Calgary area. So join me at the Gay Agenda YYC and the squad hashtag trademark as we solve all your first world gay probs one hashtag at a time. Hey Gay Hey! Welcome once again to another super fan and exciting episode of the Gay Agenda YYC. It is I, Gay Yoda, and we're actually having an update episode this week, because I know everyone was talking about it. We did drop a podcast about five weeks ago on National Coming Out Day, um, and we were talking with Alex, who had just come out the day prior, and... We actually have him back. So say, hey, Alex.
1: Hello, hello. How are you? Mm-hmm.
0: I am good. What the, the burning question that everyone needs to know is: Are you still gay? Yes, yes, uh, I okay. am. Okay, so they didn't. Oh my God, I thought of the word today. Um, it was the R word that the Mormons do. What was it? Reconvert. Re? No, not reconvert. But it was the. Oh. Ooh. Reactivate. Reactivation. That's yeah. right. That's. <laughs> I was. I, I, we're gonna get into that because I was. dreadfully fearful that you were reactivated for a while and but but as long as we know that you're not and you're good and you're still totally about the D then I think the world is a happy place yeah okay um so yes that is what we're going to be talking about today it has been um, a mere five weeks in podcast land, however, it has actually been longer since we did the recording because we did the recording a, uh, a little bit earlier than that, so it 's been almost four months like that 's what we 've figured out,
1: right yeah, because I came out at the end of July, yeah, and so now it being almost the end of november it 's been about that four months
0: yeah um, and I think it 's uh, it 's like a no brainer saying. You've probably changed since day zero of being a gay bee. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, and uh, and I think that it's it's good to actually catch up with you and figure out what is um, what's all going on. So I don't know where do we even start. What what are we gonna say? Uh, how have you been since everything? Like
1: just um, start
0: somewhere. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, well, I did re-listen to the last podcast episode. And side note, I was speaking way too quickly, and you didn't stop me. You were so nervous if I start talking fast again, stop me please. yeah
0: no I, I think I, I even after we had uh we did the podcast, you were like. You were shaking and you were, like, fidgeting and everything. And remember, we had that moment where, like, we were both crying at the end. Because we it was so emotional for both of us. And we didn't show it on the cast. But it was, like, it was rough. We It was, like, a tough conversation. Um, so, yeah, I just I let you be you. I was not going to be like, hey, bitch, slow the fuck down. Uh, it, it's like, that's life. And that's fine. So, um, yes, we will try to have a decent... Paste. Meter. Yeah. Is that where? There we go. Okay. Cool.
1: So, c- continuing on yes. with my thoughts. Yes. Is it was the day after I'd come out. I think it was a Wednesday. Maybe. Who sure. knows? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, let's just continue on with how the rest of that first week went. Mm-hmm. So. Everyone was fairly supportive. Uh, surprisingly supportive, actually. I thought that some people would unfriend me on social media or not want to talk to me. But everyone was just, you know what? Like, we love you. We're proud of you. My family took some adjusting.
0: Yes, as families always do. Yeah,
1: yes. I, I surprised. They didn't disown me, so that is a success. Yes. I consider that a 100% success.
0: Mm-hmm. We were worried about that. Genuinely, yes. yes.
1: So, what I didn't realize is... <clears throat> So I did a big Facebook coming out post as per, as the manual says, you have to do. <laughs> yes, exactly. And in my post, I said, give me 24 to 48 hours to process. You guys can process after the period of time, I will answer questions. Yeah, And I thought that was really nice to be able to just put that out there and say, you know what? You can have your thoughts. You can have your questions. Even if people send them to me, I'm not obligated to yeah. answer them right away.
0: Yeah.
1: What I didn't realize is that while my family was in the midst of processing all of this as well, that they saw my post, respected that, and bypassed it by DMing my family <laughs> and asking questions. Yes. So that caused some drama. Of course. Because my family's like, hey, you didn't think about how this is going to affect us and blah, blah. And like now my sister's the one who was getting all of like the questions and people calling and stuff like that. So she's trying to process everything emotionally on her own. Yeah. Being... Plus, like she knew me for twenty-five years as one way, and yep. now all of a sudden it's flipped upside down. Plus, there's all these people who are commenting and messaging her and asking questions, and she's trying to process all of this plus all of their questions. Yes, and so that was kind of rough. So that was a little, a little strained. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, there was there was some bumps with a couple of family members. Yeah, yeah. Well. Um, as you can expect. Uh, and then. A couple of weeks after that, we actually had a summer family camping trip.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so, I was originally not wanting to go. Of course. Because I was like... First of all, nature grows. <laughs> right. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I don't think it's for me. Because every time me and certain people get together, it just ends up in conflict. And so I have two sisters. My other sister, who has known since... For, like, over a year yeah. before I came out. Um, she's like, you need to go. And I was like, why? And she said, because the family needs to see that, like, everyone just treats you normal. Yeah. So if those specific family members, if there's any tension or awkwardness, they'll realize it's coming from them. Because the rest of the family, because there was about 13 of us oh camping. Yeah. Half of which are children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, everyone's going to treat you like normal, so if they're feeling awkward, they'll see it's only them feeling awkward and stuff. And I was like, you're right. So I ended up going, and it was a good time. Um, And then I didn't realize, but my brother has been waiting for this moment. Because, to quote him, Mm -hmm. now he can make as many gay jokes as he wants. Because, and if anyone questions, he says, it's okay, I have a gay brother.
0: But we all know that this is not something that we're actually allowed to do.
1: No, exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, like, you can't pull, like, I'm not giving you a gay card that you can pull. (laughs) He's like, too bad, I just took it. I'm like, they don't exist. Yeah. You're, no. Like, it's like saying, it's okay, I have a black friend. Mm -hmm. Which he also pulls that card, so... Surprise, surprise. Apparently if he's
0: if he's allowed to have a black friend, then he's allowed to say something about it, sure.
1: Right. And and the most frustrating thing is his jokes are funny. Yeah. <laughs> and not just that, but it's like like instantly, like something will happen, and yeah. he has something prepared. It's yeah. like he has this inventory of the past like six or seven years mm-hmm. of just like this arsenal of jokes that yeah. he can just rapid fire at any point.
0: he's been collecting them the entire time
1: exactly, and yeah. now he's just been waiting for a time to use them yeah. and like and some of them are genuinely hilarious, and others are like, mm, mm yeah. no, nope. too, yeah. too much, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, no. Exactly, and it got to the point where you know what, the odd joke every now and then because that's how he shows that like he loves and supports me, so mm-hmm. I can I can handle it. Um, there was one time where uh, the punchline was the F slur, and I'm like, mm, nope, we're not going there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, thank you. I I, I
0: want I to I I want to applaud him for at least trying. As if it is his way of actually trying to connect with you on some kind of level. That's fine, yeah. but yes, he also needs to know where to draw the line uh, with what you. Is find acceptable and what society finds acceptable. Like, let's be realistic. Like, just because, yes, you are the token gay friend now. Doesn't mean that you speak for all gay people. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um and then like there's like the other day where I came home and I had a hickey on my neck, which I thought was covered by the shirt yeah, that it's I was wearing. Covered. No. no. Uh, and then he said, Hey, uh, what happened with the accident? I said, What accident? He said, It looks like you hit your neck on a doorknob. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, that that is what happened and I fabricated this story along lines with that and we bantered back and forth and so uh it's like there's only been, like one or two instances where I'm like Bad taste, but like he's learning that line, mm-hmm. and he's he's learning, and he's he's loving and accepting of me. So. Okay, which is good. Yeah,
0: I because I, I think you, I don't know if you were worried about him. I, I we had a discussion about that.
1: Yeah, I mean he was the like, I was his duff growing up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes, sure. Okay. Like
1: girls would get close to me so that I could introduce them to my brother. Yeah, he was like. Provincials in football and rugby. He was a secondary black belt in martial arts. Yeah. He was on the wrestling team. Like, very heteronormative he straight man. He was a doody dude. Yes. Yeah. And unfairly attractive. Mm-hmm. So, then me being into art and theater and not being as attractive growing up and um, all that, it was just sort of this weird tension mm-hmm. between like my friends that he would bully and we yeah. having to deal with him because he's family yeah no, go
0: ahead
1: and so but seeing that now he actually is loving and accepting and stuff like that and it's not so bad yeah and and the rest of the family as well uh like they're all loving and accepting and um there's a few things that are a little there's a little conflict just because when it comes to like religious based things with like family gatherings mm-hmm. like i'm no longer asked to say like the prayer for the family yeah. which i'm glad that they respect that i'm no longer practicing yeah um and so they know that they and i'm not sure if they're not asking me because they don't think that i'm like worthy to pray or <laughs> if it's because they are respecting my choice not to be religious um i'm taking it as the latter okay All right. in that positive light yeah um but yeah so like and everyone's sort of like adjusting and we have some things here and there but yeah everything's been yeah been good for us
0: well, see and my my big issue would be that they're concerned that you would thank God for the 12-inch top that they just that got sent your way. Right. Right? Thank you for destroying my asshole last night, yeah. dear Jesus.
1: Yeah. That's going to come up later, actually. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I hate it when I can foreshadow these things. Oh, right? I'm so psychic.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fifth um, sense. Yeah. Anyways. And so um, going on to later that week... Um, was my first Sunday not going to church, mm-hmm. which was weird because I woke up and at the same time that this was all happening, I had three Mormon roommates. Yeah. So I woke up and they're all getting ready for church and I'm still in my everyday clothes and I'm yeah. like, they just sort of say, hey, we're going. And I said, okay, have fun. And they said, all right, mm. enjoy your day. Like it was a weird Yeah tension don't mind me i'm just gonna <coughs>
0: sit at home and masturbate all day yeah. yeah and so
1: um my friend at the time who is now uh my boyfriend which mm-hmm. we'll get into later as well he's like you know what let's make a day of it like we're headed up um was helping him on a construction site he owns a construction company um up uh just west of edmonton so he's yep. like you know what we're headed up there anyways uh because he hired me as free labor um basically and so <laughs> um he's like let's just spend the day in Edmonton it'll be your day we can do what we want mm-hmm. and then we can how uh, head to the construction site after that yeah so we headed to Edmonton and trying to figure out what we wanted to do and because I'm not from Edmonton we we went to West End yeah <laughs> what else would you do it's what you do yeah um and so we went to the theater because a Quiet Place Part 2 had just come out, uh-huh. and huge horror fan. That was one of my favorite horror movies, mm-hmm. although technically it's like a suspense thriller, but I'm not... E-
0: exactly. I, I even think um, I made Eric watch it, and he wasn't too terrified, so yes, it wasn't horror.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, so we watched A Quiet Place Part 2, um, and then we sort of walked around the mall, did a little bit of window shopping, all that jazz, and then sort of got tired of that, went to grab some food, and then he said, well, what else do you want to do? Like... We still got a couple hours, and so we listed a couple things. And one of the things that he mentioned was <laughs> Steamworks bathhouse. <laughs> so my very first Sunday, not going to church, I went to a gay bathhouse for the first time.
0: I just um, I know you told me uh, that when it happened, and I don't know. I was just it's it's so. Uh, to me flabbergasting because there's guys that haven't gone to the bathhouse in like it, it took them years to finally get there
1: it took me three days three
0: days of being gay and you're out, out getting raw dogged in the bathhouse like i was just um i, I want to say you know kudos to this generation who was moving at lightning speed and going through all of the motions
1: i mean in all fairness i hadn't I was, about to say the word, I was about to use the word escort, a guide. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guide through yes. the bathhouse who yes. sort of walked me through the whole experience and what to expect and stuff like that. So it made it much easier. He paid for everything, which was nice, and we actually got a room. Gentleman, with, yeah, we mm-hmm. got a room with a locker. So at any point, if everything was too overwhelming, yeah. we could just go close the door and just chill out. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, we we did that. Uh, we put on a show for a couple people in a public sling. Um, And then after that, uh, sort of cleaned up and went to the construction site. Yeah.
0: Wow. Romance. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I've only only been back once since. I went Mm -hmm. by myself. Yeah. Uh, It was uh, the first Friday of every month is Bear Night. And as a chaser, I felt lied to.
0: (laughs) How dare they?
1: It is not Bear Night. It is Chaser Night. There are 30 chaser bottoms. (laughs) And
0: no bear tops.
1: There's like two bear tops maybe.
0: And they are doing a lot of work. They are.
1: And half of them are not even interested in the people there. And so it's just the same sad bottoms making loop after loop. But try yeah. not to make eye contact try, eye contact and, with try not other. to make eye contact with each other as we walk past each other for the two dozenth time yeah. and then oh it was and i don't know if it's like my mormon punctuality because it's like oh night starts at 8 no it doesn't no not no. the gay world no like it kind of starts at 10 it really starts between midnight to like 2 mm-hmm. and so by the time that anything actually started happening and people I started showing up I had to drive an hour and a half back to Red Deer <laughs> so I felt lied to Yeah
0: I think that's one of those things that uh it comes with uh oddly time you finally realize what gay time is and <laughs> well how why brunch is so important on a Sunday cuz it's basically breakfast Yeah because gays have partied the night before and so noon is a good breakfast time. Exactly. Like, like it just it makes sense in a time period where we, I, I don't know why we're so pushed, so well, because we're just late, period because it just takes us a while to get ready and we need iced coffee. But, it's like, yeah the, I know a lot of the functions that I, I was going to, yeah, they start at 7.30, but uh, dudes don't start showing up until 9.00 and then everything starts happening at 10. It's like... And then I'm old now. Like, uh, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock rolls around. I am fucking done. Yeah. I am tired. I've, like, you know, I I had to work today, so I've been up since 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, gross. Right? And so me just trying to, like, take my creaky old body past the finish line of midnight is exhausting. Yeah. But all of you youngins that can, like, stay up for three days straight on just... What, cocaine and a Tic Tac? Well, <laughs> for fuck's sakes. Yeah. It just doesn't work for everybody. And
1: that is something that I'm noticing because the subculture within the queer community that I find myself identifying with is the bear community. Yeah. And there's a lot of intergenerational um, like friendships yeah. and relationships and stuff like that. And so I'm realizing that when it comes to bear events, that there's a subset bear culture within queer culture. Yes. And so when it comes to finding my identity with that... Um, it's been interesting as well Mm -hmm. um so let's get into that for a bit what would you
0: uh with that like how because when you came out you just came out as gay yes because that's what you knew there was yes right um and yes and i think every every good gay boy does do that they just have to take that first step and like you know take that leap of okay, I am other, and that other label that you the only one you know because you're not in the community is gay. Slap a label on it, you know, packaged, done, return to sender, whatever. So, But now that you're actually in there and you've been able to live with it, you know that gay gay is a huge umbrella term for everything that is representative of the male homosexual experience. So what would you after all this time 119 days uh what would you now think of to label yourself as Um, where do you think you
1: fit well i mean i guess like first yeah gay um Mm -hmm. but i'm a bear chaser Yep. uh so even like on my profiles um i'll have to show you when we go on our grinder break uh but i actually say um that minimum i go for is 250 pounds ideally 300 pounds plus yeah and so it's funny, because what I never realized is that in, like, mainstream gay community and culture, people who are very thin are considered overweight. Oh, God, yes. And that bugs me. Like, both as someone who's dealt with an eating disorder and someone who's a chaser, mm-hmm. like, I've had guys message me who are like, oh, like, I'm pretty chubby. They're, I'm like, oh, like, how's it? like, oh, I'm like 180. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sweetie. I know. Sweetie, no. I know.
0: We um it, and yes it infuriates those of us who are chubby when we have to see it all the time and it's uh it is it's disgusting but it also is it's indicative of the gay community in and of itself whereas if you are not like five percent body fat or under you are nothing yeah. like it's um, it like ugh, I, I don't
1: know it, it the it, amount of rampant fat phobia is just because like if you were straight you would be considered normal size yes but because you're not you're considered overweight yes and it's frustrating
0: yeah it, it, it's it doesn't get any better Like that's one of those, I can't make an It Gets Better video about this because it doesn't. It just, it's one of those things you either accept it or you don't. If you are luckily enough to understand that you want to be part of a community that is accepting about that, that is good. However, you will still have to deal with the majority of the community if you're on Insta or Twitter or anything like that and have to see what the idealized, I can't even talk today image of male beauty is supposed to be and uh i don't even ex- i don't pre- prescribe yeah subscribe subscribe to it um i don't know oh, maybe i'm having a stroke maybe this is why i'm having very difficult times with words today yeah. um uh, but it's like I I'm with you. I I don't like yeah sure the muscle jocks and everything. They look hot and y'all have sex with them still, but it's not something that I would ever go for because I don't think that is completely attractive. Give me a dude with a dad bod any day. Yeah. Like and, and above. I like my Like, I married a bear. It's like, I like him cute. I like him cuddly. Like, that's just how it is.
1: Yeah, and so... And one of the things that I've noticed getting into the bear community specifically is that there are people who either think that, like, when I message them, that I'm joking to be cruel. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, yeah, like, why would someone like you, like, someone your size? I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, like, and it's sort of like a struggle because there's a struggle on both ends of... Wanting to show that no, I genuinely think you're attractive, and them not believing, and it's so sad to see all of these gorgeous men who, um, and they're like, no, like I'll I'll fucking break you, and I'm oh, sorry, no. <laughs> <I'll>, I'm, hello, <laughs> sorry, what? uh, um, yeah, like I'll break you, and I'm like, that's kind of the point.
0: Yeah, I know, I, I, I was always that guy too. Like I, I, I remember saying that often that i don't want to have sex with anyone that i have to worry about breaking but uh it's uh <laughs> we had talked we had touched a little bit about it off ca- off camera there's no fucking cameras here <laughs> off um mic. Off <clears throat> mic. there we go <clears throat> about uh, uh living in a state of privilege and if you are in a you're a thinner person um so you do live in a state of privilege where you didn't have to grow up being the fat kid. Yes. So it is a natural defense mechanism for all of us to think that anyone that is uh, interested in us physically is lying. Yeah. Like it is a joke or it is about to be some kind of cruel attack. It's... We're... Um, we're just told from such a young age that we are not attractive
1: Yeah, and you're so lucky to get anyone interested in you so you should yes, just take, take who comes. what you can
0: yeah uh, so when uh, yes it saddens me to for you for me to hear you saying uh, that you don't uh, you can't believe that this is what it is but it's the reality of anyone that is over 180 pounds who is quote-unquote chubby yeah. like it's that's just what it is and once you get into the gay world, it's it becomes acceptable within the community. And it's, that is what's even like worse. I think when uh, in the straight world, if you're a little bit bigger, which I think is funny because when they're younger straight guys, are like all fit and bro. And like you're, you're doing your sports, you're doing whatever. And then as you get older, you get fat because you've had the kids. You're married and whatever, and your wife still loves you yeah. for who you are. Uh, gay men hardly have that kind of thing because now they have to... They, there's people that are 40, 60, 70 still going to the fucking gym because they still have to look their best. Exactly. Because they still have to conform to the way society thinks they should look, even as like a, a senior citizen. Like, straight men would never do this.
1: Yeah. Like, it's exhausting. Yeah, and, and I do realize that I do come from a perspective of thin privilege where I do realize that the interactions that I have, I... I almost treat, like, their vulnerability as a gift because it is. Because there's times where people have basically said, um, like, here's my heart. It's not a lot. It's very broken, but it's all I have. Mm-hmm. Please be careful. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the most treasured relationships I've ever had yeah. with people who have been just through the ringer time and time and time again. And when they realize that I'm not going to attack them, that I'm not going to tease them, that I genuinely view them, I hope that from the time that we interact that I can sort of leave this indent of you know what you do have worth and that's why i wanted to get into specifically bigger boudoir or as i like to call Mm berdoir uh photography because i want to show people that regardless of your size regardless of your mobility that everyone is deserving of amazing photos yeah i'm still trying to convince you to let me do a a photo
0: shoot um we have uh if you've been listening to the podcast this season I've had um zen from zen photos on and he actually asked if I wanted to do a photo shoot too I'm like there is no way I can like um I I've seen what he photographs because he photographs beautifully gorgeous men and I am not beautifully gorgeous so um he actually uh, recently uh, I, I don't know if he asked or if the the model asked but it was a larger bear um type guy and he it was such a revelation to see him and it was he it was beautiful it was he was so amazing um so shout out to Argent Bear if you're listening you yeah, you were a phenomenal but you already know that cuz I told you um I I actually reached out to him over insta and I was like you look fucking amazing like this is uh it's such a A happy experience for me to be able to see this kind of representation. Of course, he was still a muscle bear. So it's like he was still like... He goes to the gym like 10 times a day.
1: Exactly. Yeah, whereas I want the people who are like 300, 350, 400. Yeah, yeah. And to show them that everyone has a beautiful body and if... Um, given the opportunity and given the gift of their vulnerability mm-hmm. and a lot of the times when I do stuff like that I say you know what if you don't like any of the photos I will delete them all mm-hmm. there will be no trace of it yeah. but like, trust me to show that you have this beauty that you don't see and it has to come from somebody I think who is a chaser because we yeah. see all of you gorgeous bears. I know.
0: I get... Like, I, I understand the... Um, I, I, I know where the lens is coming from, and I can see where your view is on it, but as the subject matter, I know that it is very difficult... Yes. ...to be put into that kind of situation when you don't think you ever look yeah and beautiful
1: yeah and i can relate to that as well because like i mentioned um i actually deal with anorexia nervosa and Mm -hmm. i have body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. so what i see in the mirror isn't what my brain sees and so i've had my own issues with that for years which we're not getting into this episode um but that's actually one common uh link that a lot of bears and i will actually connect on is with body image issues it's just from opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Let's move on to something more lighthearted. I know.
0: Actually, okay. Let's take a quick break. Because um, <clears throat> like we alluded to before, we're going to get Alex on Grinder. Actually, I guess we're putting you on Growler around here. Yes, yes. Because Grinder is just full of twinks and jocks and yeah. disgusting dis- yeah. disgusting
1: men. Get me on Growler. Get me on Bigger City. Uh, get me on...
0: See, and I don't know any of these things. I know Grinder and I know Scruff. Because like, that's all I do. I just... I, I know. I know there's... Tons of them, but um, yeah. All right, so we're gonna, I, I'm not changing the sound effect just because he's going on Growler Kids. Uh, you'll, if, you, if you're on it, you'll know what the sounds sound like. All right, give us a sec and we'll be right back. Okay, and snap, we are back. Um, unfortunately, Alex got uh, stampeded by a whole bunch of
1: um, hungry bears. Which is so much better, because in Red Deer, there's like three. It's the <laughs> same who keep on messaging me every They're time. They're the same ones. Um,
0: so yes, at least you has got like, the fresh Calgary bears, which I don't even know if that's a good thing. But, yes, yes it is. Okay. It's, it's a very good thing. Okay, um, okay so just uh, carrying on with what we were talking about before so you're a fresh new gay yep of uh the ripe old age of 119 days <laughs> um uh, and i know that you've said it before that uh, it's tough to learn a culture because if you've never been if you're not immersed in the culture yes it's like you know you're going to Sweden, and you're trying to, as you know, as a normal like white person going to Sweden, yeah, sure, you fit in and you might look the same, even though you've got brown hair and not blonde hair. Um, but you might know the language, but you don't know the culture exactly, it's very difficult, yeah. So, unless you're like immersed in it, but even though, even then, there's going to be you know, different aspects of swede culture that is important sure i can go to ikea and i can build something but it doesn't mean that i know everything that is
1: swedish exactly so um yeah and like it's funny like, i'll talk to some people and they're like but like is gay really a culture i'm like yeah they're like okay what's like a gay food i'm like i mean iced coffee does that count <laughs> um, <laughs> that is our only food yeah and, and so like trying to explain that there is this and so i've um learned the importance just Maybe it's because I was homeschooled, but like self-directed learning Mm -hmm. um, is learning about queer history and culture. I'm speaking too fast. I'll slow down. That's
0: fine. Now you're just getting excited we've talked about this. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I think it is... um, But uh, again, uh, you have only been gay for 119 days. I have been gay for 25 years. So it's... uh, Even I still don't know it all, right?
1: gay before I was born.
0: I know. That's disgusting, right? It's so sad. Um, I just... Oh god now you now a you've made me depressed because i'm so fucking old i'm sorry and now I, yeah i think i did have that stroke and i lost my train of thought um it's oh
1: fuck. <laughs> here let, let me talk for a bit until you get your mojo back oh my god. all right okay. so when it comes to learning about this um there it is. Uh, oh, okay. yeah tiktok uh there was this account that does um a segment called queer culture for baby gays Yeah. And it was the first time that I was ever introduced to something called the Stonewall Riots. Yeah, And so I was like, okay, origins. And then they talked about people like Marsha P. Johnson.
0: (laughs) Hashtag origin story. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, like, learning about how... Different demographics and like why, like, drag is a thing and how mm-hmm. those have influenced queer culture and, um, like, uh, black and, um, queer people of color and all of that when it comes to like pride being a protest, not a celebration, yep. and all these things for all the different discourses. Um, yep. uh, Do you have your, your yes, thoughts?
0: and now because now I'm just first of all, you said it, and it, uh, at the same time, it disgusts me and it also marvels me that you went to TikTok to figure <laughs> out about queer culture and actually got answers that were semi-correct. Like it, uh, I don't know. Like I, I would still like I, yeah, me. I still want to crack a history book and figure it out or talk to people that were there, but it's, it's getting few and far between yeah. again. It's, it was 51 years ago now, but it is, I, I get it that there are people that are still understanding the history and there's activism in the youth of today so they are actually there and giving proper information
1: yeah and if there's a book there's actually this one book that i found a chapter is called this book is gay Mm -hmm. it's a giant rainbow cover Mm -hmm. and it's in it's uh like the starting few pages it talks about how this is like or, quote, the manual that everyone talks about that you should get when you're gay, they wrote a manual.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's what, everyone, that's what they were passing out in the 90s when yeah. everyone came out, yes. Yeah, and
1: so uh, they talk about different um, subsections within it. They talk about uh, gay sex. They talk about lesbian sex. They talk about things that you were never taught in heteronormative culture yeah. and what it means to be broad umbrella gay. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that I recently dove headfirst into is gay slang. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so this stumbled upon my TikTok page as well. It's a a queer person of color from Brooklyn, New York, who's talking about, like, so very uh, queer um, hub uh, Mm -hmm. in New York City, World Pride, all that. And so he would translate it from English to basic gay. And so you take a... Sentence in English that says, uh, "Don't insult me because you see me posing elegantly and showing off my face to this yeah. uh, thing." Don't zoom me because you <laughs> see me perched and serving face. <laughs> I was like, "What kind of like other
0: like excuse me?" Yeah, like, but as gays, we understand what that means exactly. Like, it, 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 we talk about this. It's actually it was funny um, anecdote from something that actually happened today. Um, There was a, I was talking to someone on Instagram, like I think I'd replied to his story and he, uh, he said something, uh, no, uh, I was trying to say, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're gorgeous. um, Sure, I'd tap that, whatever. um, And then he used a word that is different uh, for him than it is for the rest of the world and um hold on i'm gonna pull it up because now i've kind of like blocked it out of my mind because it it scarred me for life um oh there we go so he used the word trifling okay so uh i was like why is he using trifling i'm like does that he doesn't he know what that means okay can
1: we get some context yeah because okay. i'm i'm confused
0: okay um I I was like okay you you're cute like whatever whatever. He said something about um okay, here we go. Um schoolwork can eat my ass like a crumpet at tea time. <laughs> so that was his caption on the on his stories and I said challenge accepted. Okay. Right? So he responded we have a word for people like you in my language trifling. So Right? ouch Egg, that's what i said i sent an ouch meme
1: right there a flying cold water to burn there. The <coughs> <everywhere.
0: laughs> and so he's like lol i i meant it in uh in a light-hearted fun way and then because i even looked on like i i wanted to make sure i was thinking it right and then i'm like i'm trying to see how calling someone unimportant or trivial could be taken lightheartedly but maybe i'll just take the leap So uh, he kept on responding because I think he was either embarrassed or he... Backpedaling. Yes, he was backpedaling because trifling from Urban Dictionary is actually meaning to be sneaky, shady, snoopy, or out of pocket.
1: Okay.
0: So, again, uh, this actually does go with what you were saying. Gay slang can be used... we're, We're taking words that only mean things to certain people and we're utilizing it in something like if you were ever to say you know we're serving face yeah. to your mom or your dad they'd be like what yeah like why are you what are you doing to your face yeah. like and why are you giving it to me
1: Hell, like, like like similar when like we get together and it's like okay like so what's the tea
0: yeah exactly
1: everyone's like what are you talking about we're at a bar it's yeah. like <laughs> no like it's i'm sorry sir you want tea what <laughs> Um, what's the hot goss yeah
0: but like we in it and uh, it, and I th- it, it was funny because he's like you know in my language i'm like we speak the same language like we literally do yeah so i just i don't know it was funny awkward all at the same time i'm gonna chalk it up to i'm old he's young fine
1: what else. yeah and this actually is a great segue into mm-hmm. uh, what i was I'm talking full about of great segues. yeah okay. and so uh when it comes to the bear community there like i said there's a lot of intergenerational friendships mm-hmm. and i've learned <laughs> that they don't use typical queer slang they
0: try But they get it wrong because
1: they're just trying to be cool. Yeah, either that or, like, I was talking to my boyfriend who's an older bear. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you use that type of slang, like, you can use it. Some might understand, but you're going to attract people who are looking for, no offense, more of a, like, soft boy, Mm -hmm. uh, femme-type flamboyant gay. Yeah. And that's not typically what people see as bear. Yeah. And so... Like you can do that, but just be aware that that's the type of people who you're going to attract if that's what you want. Cool. If not, maybe don't use that at bear events. Yeah. And so (laughs) I was like, okay, like, duly noted. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I started looking into like, different slang and where it originates from, and there was this whole thing of like, African American vernacular English and can white queer people use terms that the black queer community took Mm -hmm. from AAVE and all this. And it was this whole, like, Oh what's it called uh like anthropology of language mm-hmm. uh in in the discord, which yep was a whole thing. yeah, we had a
0: good conversation about it, yeah. and I think <clears throat> it is um i I can't even say we came to a consensus because again, most of us were like cis white males in this conversation, exactly, so we came again from a place of privilege, but I think that as long as we acknowledge that we understand where these words come from, and however. I also think that you made a good point before when it was a gay uh, person of color who was translating English into gay but they were from Brooklyn yeah right so that is a very East Coast way of speaking the uh, gays of color in New York are gonna talk different than gays of color in In LA, exactly right. So they're gonna have two completely different vernaculars. Yeah, and so and just so trying to lump those together, it's it's I think that's where anthropology and etymology and origins are very difficult to discern. Exactly,
1: because then you get into like ballroom culture and Vogue and stuff like that, and like the origins of that, and so saying that yes, this is an intrinsic part of queer history and queer culture. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't separate, or at least it's very difficult to separate, uh, like, influential people. Like, I mentioned earlier, Marsha P. Johnson was yep. a uh, queer woman of color yep. um, from the rest of the gay community. Because as one of the head, like... She's entrenched fu- in like the gay fun- community. Fundamental? Fun- fundamental. Foundational? Mm. Like, Both. Yeah. Um, people in our history, it's like saying okay take away everything that she did because you're white yeah and it's hard to do that you can't. and so I think what we came to is acknowledge your privilege acknowledge where it comes from and don't use it unnecessarily think about why you're saying those things yeah so there's some terms oh, there there's a video that he said where um, if you said um like doing like too much um in queer slang it's all of that yep. Um, and then there was an AAVE version So people think, oh, is that queer? Things so like, no, that's AAVE, this is the gay version And so he does make some discernments Between what uh, white queer people Can and cannot say Yeah. And so I appreciate that, and it's not like gatekeepy I don't think, because he does want to educate And just say, so, long story short, I've been delving deep into yes. queer culture and history
0: <laughs> But I think the, question, the thing is You've been <clears throat> asking questions yes. And it's, again, you are um, Only gay, 119 days, and it's I was not worried about these kind of situations or things when I was only gay for four months. I didn't care where my slang came from. I didn't care if I was appropriating cultures or that I needed to know the history. I cared that I was still interested in and allowed to suck dick. Like, that's it. Like, it's... And the fact that I was worried if i was ever going to have a boyfriend, and whatever—it's things like that that, again, I think you'll, you, small you, not big you, are going at a lightning-fast pace yeah. with everything. I'm just like, I want like your speech. I just want to tell you <laughs> to slow down, like enjoy the road, yeah. like and. You don't. You're gonna. You need to fuck up to learn shit.
1: Yes. Right. So. And I do think that part of the reason why I am how I am is because one hyperfixation and two, um, my boyfriend is fifty nine. Mm-hmm. I am twenty six. Mm-hmm. And so we actually had a conversation yesterday about uh, how now with so much social media and these online communities that we sort of stepped away from, like, the 70s and 80s where you had these, like, elder gays who would sort of take you under their wing yep. and they would be the ones who would teach you things like hanky code and yep. who would teach you about, like, the different meanings for, like, leather and who would say, this is our our history, this is our culture. And we sort of stepped away from that because we have so many um, just queer people within the click of a button on our phone. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go to all sorts of different Facebook groups and support groups and... Um, I mean like uh, Craigslist is no longer a thing but like the different apps so you can oh, connect with like local people like you don't have to go to the phone and like go into this like directory yep. and like pay per minute yep. um in order to find queer people yeah um which he actually just educated about me yesterday uh and so like it's so different that I'm fortunate enough to have someone who's sort of taking me under there because he came out at 41 and Mm -hmm. he was that closeted, like, you can't, like, be found and all this. And so um, I think having roots that are in an older generation, because I doubt that many 21-year-old twinks who are freshly out of the closet are going to worry about the etymology of saying, yes, queen.
0: Yeah, they do not. Like, that's... And that's uh, it it doesn't matter to them like yeah. it's not it's not in like it, they don't care uh and I think again i don't want to say that you are a an anomaly, but there is very rarely nowadays uh, people coming out as gay in their twenties like they are feel- they feel free to come out when they're twelve and like they're still in they're going into junior high yeah
1: like they're feeling themselves yeah
0: right like they feel comfortable with which to do so and it's um, kudos to them Um, I I, I am angry sometimes because I know that I was never able to do that like there's no way I could have ever come out when I was young and I just didn't think it was ever possible but people are doing it all the time now and i'm like you know what good for you but also fuck you at the same time because it just annoys the hell out of me
1: exactly and i think this ties back to an earlier podcast episode so we're not going to delve deep into this mm-hmm. but it's the question of do we still need pride mm-hmm. and because of gay TikTok, there's a lot of discourse and one of them was that pride's no longer needed or it's a celebration and people who know the history they say it's always been a protest mm-hmm. it's not a celebration And so there's this like older generation of queers versus younger generation of queers and some people saying no like we have the rights we don't need it and mm-hmm. like it was through these discourses where i didn't understand the history and i think it's just because i hate being confused yep. and i like having an opinion yep. as everyone does that i like to be informed rather than just blankly yes like parroting what other people say mm-hmm. so i got into okay what are the origins of pride mm-hmm. and do we still need it and in my opinion, yes, we do. Uh, if you want more context on this, uh, look at the previous episode. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and so I think that just being able to have these discourses—the um, most recent one was: should kink be allowed at Pride? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, doing research, I realized that the leather community was intrinsic in the first Pride as well as in the AIDS uh, epidemic that was happening in the 70s and 80s. And they actually saved hundreds of thousands of lives through doing kink that was non-penetrative in order to save people from the AIDS crisis. Yeah.
0: It's um, even uh, like people complaining like, oh, should we allow G-strings or thongs or anything like that in Pride? Like we're, we're getting... Cis white women. Cis white straight women because they want to bring their families and children to Pride. And then people are saying you can't
1: wear that because there'll be children here. It's like, it's not a... It's not for them. There are family-friendly events just like there are 18 plus events. But generally speaking, keep your toddlers at home.
0: Yes. In in my opinion. A Pride pride parade or a Pride festival is there for us. Not as entertainment. So uh, having all of the... Um, you know this shouldn't be at Pride, and this shouldn't be at Pride. Yes, everything should be allowed at Pride. That is the whole point. We are we have fought for where we are. Just because you weren't there, and now you are a twenty-one something year old, and think it's gross that old men are in their jock straps and harnesses and harness like... and shaking their groove thing on a float. You don't want to see it. That's fine. Don't look. Don't come. I don't care. But that doesn't mean they shouldn't be there. So, yes, again, totally different topic. But the fact that you are thinking about these things when there's no way you should be right now. It's... this really? is it. No. You, you again, should be all worried about how to live your life and how am I going to struggle and, ooh, just all these, like, frou-frou things that you need to worry about. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> I I, and I think that... Again, you're going through it lightning fast. And I think it's something that we had talked about, again, off camera, that you feel that because you missed out on it yes. as a child. Yeah.
1: And so I've talked to a few people. And whenever I say, oh, well, like, I feel like I miss this ability to have experience what it's like being a queer teenager. Where, like, because I think once we're 18, you just sort of jump to sex because it's sort of, one, expected, and two, mm-hmm. You can, yeah. Like it's hard to be like 14 and like freely hosting. Um, <laughs> aside from like your roof, maybe yeah. like like your treehouse in your backyard. Maybe yeah, exactly. Um, I did have a
0: glory <laughs> hole in my treehouse.
1: Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, like um, and I'll tell people, and they're like, "Well, just be glad you didn't come out when I did," because I came out at like 32 or at 40, and I'm like, "Thanks for the empathy." Right, and like,
0: that's what I was. Uh, I was just. About to say. I know you, you. You're feeling it. But you just said like your boyfriend came out at forty one, yeah. right? So I want to be that guy and be like, imagine how his life is, but like he's lived his. He also lived his entire life exactly to that point, yeah, right? And uh, he lived his life, but maybe he wasn't living his life to his truth because now, and now he had to change it, right? You had to yeah. switch. You need to pivot. You need to do whatever you need to do. So, yes, you, like, you missed out on a lot of things, but you still had life.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, I, like, there's times where, like, I'll feel, like, nostalgic of, like, wanting to just, like, have that crush and feel the butterflies in your stomach. Because there's very few queer friends that I have who have friends in the community that they haven't either, one, slept with, mm-hmm. or two, slept with first and then became friends. Yes. Because it's it's rooted in hookup culture, which is another like historical spiral that I went down. Is why does everyone hook up? Mm-hmm. And I won't worry about look it up. Do your research. Exactly.
0: Well, but I've 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 said it numerous times. Like before, the past uh, this decade, I guess is what I'll say. Every gay friend I've ever had, I slept with first, and then if I liked them, I'd let them stick around. Exactly. Right. I would if I. You know, if I'd liked them, I'd get to know their name and then see if we had anything in common and then start hanging out. There's only been, like, literally, it's been the past just few years where I've had friends that I haven't slept with. Like, (laughs) and it's, hello, hashtag personal growth. Like, that is a big thing for me. Like, one of the oldest, longest friendships I've had as a gay man. Like, yeah, we hooked up like 12 13 years ago and i still remember um when i remember the 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 first time we hooked up and he was with his husband or uh, ex-husband or now boyfriend and he's like oh my god we're watching this movie i'm like dude that's the movie we watched when you invited me over and we hooked up he's like seriously i'm like yeah like how do you remember that i'm like i remember everything." because it's our movie yeah exactly i'm like i sucked your dick to this movie <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's um uh, but those are those things like and that's what you remember but you can laugh about that oh yeah right you can go back and be like oh yeah we totally hooked up oh yeah we slept with the same person and then we became friends it's like that's
1: yeah
0: basic and normal in gay culture and the, yes there's memes about it where you well you'll show a group of photos, mostly white guys. And, uh, it, you can, there's always these cross interrelationships and it's like these, these two are married, these two are dating, exes, best friends, slept with. And, it's and they like, all just hang out together. Yeah. It's like, it's common. Yeah. Yeah. I know.
1: Yeah. And so like, and it's funny cause like, uh, one of my friends, um, we started with a, uh, roadside hookup, but people are like, oh, so like, like we don't play anymore. Uh, but we are like, oh, so like you two like hooked up? I'm like, I mean, we were stuck in a snowbank for five hours. What else are you
0: gonna do? And
1: I had to pay 140 bucks out of pocket to <laughs> go home because I was still looking at home and I had to meet my dad before work. Yeah. So like, yeah, it was it was an intense five hour hookup. Uh, and now we're just friends and we hang out. We watch movies and yeah, because yeah, been there, done that. What's next?
0: Uh mm-hmm. I it's just the way that you that we create interpersonal friendships is so much more different than than in the past ten years, also the way that the straights have to do it
1: oh yeah exactly
0: right um like- because again, you learn all of those things in high school about courtship and um I, like, I cannot even stress how important Mean Girls is to the entire culture of the world. Oh, yeah. But that there's so many right things about that movie. But it's literally, that is how, like, it's a perfect representation of how life works. Yeah. But for the straight world. Yeah. Like, and, we and don't get that kind of education.
1: Yeah. And, like, now, like, there are more movies. Um, like, there's, there's one that I've been meaning to watch, but I can't because I promised my friend that I wouldn't watch it without him. And he has movies that he's promised to not to watch without me, mm-hmm. and one of them is Love Simon. Yep. Okay. And so, I've seen it. It's good. Yeah. And so, like, there are like there is more representation, and there are movies that are out there, sort of showing that queer experience and um, things like that. So I think that it's becoming more mainstream. Um, I don't think any are as iconic as Mean Girls, mm-hmm. um, but it is getting there. But it's still a very underground hidden culture yeah. and when something is rooted in secrecy and hooking up yeah. it's very hard to break the entire culture into a new paradigm
0: yeah and i think but also it's um like i don't think straight people want to know that right it's yeah may, maybe they find it um it's it, you know dirty, disgusting maybe some of them find it like hot and like steamy others just don't understand it Like, um, trying to explain some to like, to a straight person what cruising (laughs) would be, right? Yeah. Whereas it's just basic for us. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, none of of y'all have to do it anymore, but now it's kind of like a, uh... A lofty ideal of what it could be like yeah but and it, it's like like 30 years ago yeah, like, it was bef- it was also like right of
1: passage yeah where and like there's stories where people are like oh like you have mm, you must be a baby gay it's yeah. like it, and it's telling and the only reason why i know these things is because my boyfriend was older and so is his husband yeah. um we're poly and so yeah, like having both of their experiences uh, to look back on in sort of each like generation because there's like 25, 37, and 59. So mm-hmm. it's like the three yep. um, levels. And so, yeah, like we all talk about our experiences and how they've changed and what's similar. And that's how I learn about the origins from that firsthand sort of like mentorship mm-hmm. uh, way is, yeah. So
0: Which I think is like, it is important. And I think that as one it's one thing to go through life and having you know a great group of friends who are all going through the same struggles and life as you are which so yes if you find a great group of friends when you're young that are gay that are living the same life you are that's great because then you can be able to share experiences and bounce them off each other but You also need to get people that you can look up to and ask questions so you don't feel like lost and adrift.
1: Exactly, because part of my trying to find my identity and why I was doing research is part of me was thinking, okay... Who I pick will help shape my identity. Because mm-hmm. if I'm all with bears who are in their 40s and 50s, yeah. that will shape my identity.
0: Yeah, but if you're I, also going to turn into an old man who's going to be, like, smoking a cigar on the front porch. Exactly. Like and you are literally 26.
1: Exactly. Don't do it. But if I'm also only exclusively hanging out with people between the ages of 18 to 25, mm-hmm. that's also going to shape my identity. Yes, quite Because hard. we're not going to twist it every night. We're not going and staying up till 3 in the morning yep. because half of them are on a CPAP machine. <laughs> and you need to get up at 6 30.
0: Exactly. Cause they've got real jobs. Right. Yeah.
1: And that's actually one of the, one of the frustrating things is there's times where i want to do stuff because I'm young and I have energy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're forgetting. I have a work meeting at seven. I have to get up at 6 30. You sleep till noon. Yeah. Cause your job starts at 2 PM. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And then he's free and then I'm working in the evenings. Mm-hmm. And so it's just this like dichotomy of like figuring out both the people that you love and want in your life and in your social circle mixed with what value they're giving you as an identity. Yeah. And so I think that having a nice blend of friends who are younger than me um, and friends who are much older and from different demographics and all that does play an intrinsic role in having a uh, well-rounded, diverse identity. Yes,
0: and, and I think that is um, it's super it's super important to be able to understand who you are and how you get there is oh god now i'm going to sound like gi joe it's like half the battle or whatever um but it's it's a tough lesson that everyone had to learn on their own and it's uh everyone would love to hold your hand and guide you through it but yeah every year like i said before you're gonna you need to make mistakes you're gonna fuck shit up it's just like that's the only way you learn
1: the only reason how you're gonna learn what you want in a good hookup is by having bad hookups exactly like the only way that you'll learn like what are the good bars to go to is by going to the bad bars
0: yes and running away screaming exactly yeah
1: Um, Soon of which, this might be a good segue, um, is talking about the first bear event I actually went to.
0: (laughs) Okay, we are going to take a small break. Um, This time he's going to check, I don't know. Scruff? Okay, you can check Scruff. Scruff is is tame compared to anything else. And then we will be uh, right back. We are back sluts and um apparently scruff just wasn't as exciting because i don't know um, my big thing is that scruff used to be the cool thing until the twinks found it and then they just fucked it up just as bad as they fucked up grinder
1: yeah. although one of the differences that i've actually noticed with scruff is that like grinder growler those are like specifically hookup i find scruff is actually predominantly friendships
0: it is um oddly uh, that's where the husband and i met oh. was off of scruff and he's got a lot of friends on Scruff, so every once in a while, I'll hear the Scruff um, message go off on his phone, and I'll first thing I'll think of is whore. Like that's <laughs> automatic. It's just I call him a whore in my head, but uh, then I really I'm like, no, we do. It's. It is a very community-based app, so I'm not taking anything away from it. So Scruff, if you want to be a sponsor, I will take your money. Yeah,
1: uh, and there was actually a lot of frustration because I was like, okay, like, I want to hook up, and all these guys just want to be like, stop talking and show me your dick. Yeah. And then eventually and, I learned that like, even like the apps themselves have like many cultures within them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right. And then when I realized that, like, you know what? If I want to make queer friends, I'll go there. Yeah. If I don't, I'll go elsewhere.
0: Yeah. It, it's It's a tough... Tough life when they just don't show you your dick right away. Exactly, I know.
1: Um, but off of the digital meeting and into meeting people in person. Yes. So
0: uh, right before the break, we were going to be talking about your first bear event.
1: Yes. Uh, so it was the Halloween Bear Bash. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was in Edmonton, mm-hmm. and um, it was <laughs> about what I. Figured, because I'm very punctual, and they said it starts at a certain time, and I was like, I, I've learned in my three months and 27 days yeah. <clears> that <throat> I have a slight grasp as to gay time. Yeah. Um, however, in the post, they also said that just because you show up doesn't mean you'll be granted access. Oh, harsh. Because of COVID regulations. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so they said, like, show up, but you might want to show up early. I was the first person there. Of
0: course you were.
1: Now, I... Because I didn't realize that they had, like, rented out an entire bar. Yep. Yeah. And that it was specifically us. And that the doors wouldn't open until, like, the minute of. Mm-hmm. Three minutes after, actually. But yeah. who's counting? Um, she was. And so <laughs> I showed up 15 minutes early. So I'm standing there freezing in yeah. Edmonton. In a
0: cute little outfit, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Of course.
1: Um. And so... And then I'm... Like, okay, I guess I'll just, like, there's no parking anywhere. I parked, like, three blocks away. I'm not walking back. So I'll just sit here and shiver under a light post. Yeah. Uh, and then I see uh, one other person look lost and stranded, just looking around, trying to find the address. And I'm like, oh, I, lo- I noticed that dazed and confused look. So I run over and I'm like, hey, are you here for the bear event? He's like, yeah. It was his first event as well. So we sort of like buddy systemed yeah. um, all of Aww, that. Oh you guys. Yeah. And, so, uh, and then I found uh, some friends of mine who I, were, I was hoping would come. They're from the pup community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had their masks and their collars and all of that, uh, and so instantly I had some friends and some people who I could feel comfortable around because we've been to uh, like a, a house gathering uh, in Calgary before, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, then eventually they opened up the doors, and it was just like eight of us for the first hour. Uh-huh. But we all had the same thoughts, which is we don't want to be kicked out and turned away, because we all drove a long yep. distance. So you
0: want to make sure you can get in. Like, mo- totally get most of us were from
1: outside of the city. Yep. And so we're like, you know what, we'll spend an hour just chatting, and you know having drinks, chatting, know, like making merry and whatnot. Yep. Um, and then eventually, like slowly, like the bears started coming, and... It was real nice because we got to see everyone who came, and it was a nice little show. It was a, nice it was like a promenade, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and our host, classy costume, who's dressed as grinder. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. He had a grinder-shaped logo mask and a killer um, uh, underwear that he was wearing with like matching socks, yep. and a harness, and that was it. Oh. And his husband went as um, sorry he was he was uh, grinder. Plus or extra, or like the. Extra, yeah. Yes, he's Grinder Extra, and his husband was Grinder, and so they had matching outfits. So cute. Um, Eye candy, definitely. Uh, And yeah, then I went, and (laughs) there's some people who I was like, I know that I know you, but I can't tell because of the costume. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's this one guy who I. uh, He's a trucker, uh, and we ended up hooking up in his uh and like the trucker bed in the back of the truck in this cab yeah Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um so very small very cramped and i was like i know that i recognize you and half the people were like okay show me your dick i don't recognize your face
0: exactly how you have to figure it out
1: exactly um and so uh eventually he was dressed as the devil um and so like red body paint Mm -hmm. um and like this like devil mask and horns and really attractive um and I'm not sure if you've seen Onward, the Disney Pixar movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I went as Ian, the little twink blue elf. Okay, yeah. Um, and by the end of the night, I was no longer blue. I was red. Aww. Uh, we actually ended up um, bouncing an hour early. Uh, and so I went from in, in a mere three months and 27 days. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the second turn of us saying that. I know. Um, I went from, like active mormon boy to literally getting fucked by the devil
0: it, it, hello holler
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: um on halloween no less yeah mm-hmm. on
1: halloween mm-hmm. uh and yeah like there was a, i had like the magical staff from the movie which we ended up using as a limbo pole so we did limbo oh look at you uh some people were drunk so that was fun mm-hmm. um and yeah just like different costumes um and yeah it was it was the first time where i actually took a moment i stopped and i objectively could it's almost like that third person perspective where you're sort of like outside of your body for a second. And I looked around and I realized that this was my first understanding of this is queer culture. Like I'm looking around and there are guys grinding on guys and not because they're trying to be overtly sexual. It's because they can finally be who they are in a safe just space.
0: What we want to do.
1: And I finally understood the importance of safe spaces and why people say, you know what? Don't bring your all-straight bachelorette party to a gay bar. Mm-hmm. We're not some, like, cool, like, background for your setting. Yeah. Like, don't, like, degrade us to simply a background. Yeah. Um, and realizing that, like, the importance of safe spaces and being able to see that, you know what? If people are... Like, dancing and expressing themselves and dressing in nothing but, like, a jockstrap and a harness. Like, that's who they are, and this is a safe space to do so. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time I ever actually felt seen. Yeah. Um in my short time of being out and understanding of, like, this is me, this is my culture, and I could express myself in ways that I didn't think that I would do, but it's, it was comfortable, and it was inside of me all along. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, you know what, if I want to grind on the devil, strictly because it's me and him and that's what we want to do in the moment, yeah. this is a safe place to do so, and we're not going to get booed and shunned because of it, because half the people are doing it anyways. And if you want to just stop and, like... Relax, take a drink, chat. That's totally fine. Some people ended up shirtless or less um, by the end of the night. Other people stayed fully clothed, and it was just the first time I understood the importance of safe spaces and um, seeing myself within a queer identity. Yeah. So that was absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> I think
0: um, a, a lot of people will have that experience the first time they like they go they go to a gay bar. Even well, um, maybe not the first time they go, but they will they will have an awakening like everything just kind of just opens up and it just makes sense and it's like this is my life and you get the really good background music you know the lighting is on point and you all of a sudden like you were just the star this is what it feels like in your head and it just it's like yes this is everything that you've been missing your entire life and it just makes complete sense from now on exactly and it's it's so important for us like you'll always have that coming out day where you tell everyone you're gay but then yeah you, you kind of have to wait for that this moment where
1: like you like,
0: accept it and you are okay with what you've just done and then because
1: yeah, because like there's sort of like the afterglow period of yeah. like paranoia because like yeah. the world is gonna attack you because yeah. you're you're one of the gays yes. and, and and now we don't accept you. And, and, and now you can't
0: deny it anymore because you've actually said it. So it's there. But then you have this and it's like you realize that you are not alone and there's all these people that are here with you yeah, and, and it's like
1: and like feeling a sense of home and yeah. being able to say like this is me, my people, my culture and mm-hmm. it's absolutely oh it's the best feeling. Right? I know. I know. Yeah. Um and there's, there's also some some ups and downs because... <laughs> and I'll say that because, like, it was absolutely wonderful. And I think... Well, um, side note before, uh, is I also went alone um, because, one, my boyfriend and his husband live in Calgary, and they were not driving three hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to live halfway between the two cities, so yeah. it was only an hour and a half for me. Uh, so I wasn't worried about my partner and um, making sure that he was having a fun time yeah. or... um because like, my next spare event i went to was actually yesterday it was a pool party here in calgary yep. um and there was this okay i'll go out and i'll meet new people and then i'll come back and then we'll talk and then we'll hang up for a bit and then it's this back and forth but yep. it's almost like i'm ping-ponging yes. um not a bad thing but just a different experience yes and so being able to go to my first gay queer event by myself Is
0: i, th- I think that was also very important yes yep.
1: um and so uh fast forwarding to uh, an hour before closing mm-hmm. where i bounced and went to the devil's house yeah oh we,
0: wow at least it was in the back of his like the the cab of his truck this time
1: oh no no um so uh, he, he took me to hell excellent <laughs> um Such a graceful man and it was absolutely fantastic but one thing that i was not expecting is you know those like spur of the moment decisions halfway through where they wanna try something that you've oh, not discussed oh beforehand? My. Yeah, uh-huh. Um so he his roommate has a play room in the basement that we were okay. in. Yeah, yeah. Um so there's like mood lighting, there's music, there's a curtain so no one but the dog will come in. Um and yeah, there's <laughs> toys and all sorts of stuff, yeah. um in there. Anyways. He's like, hey, let's use the harness, but he—it was packed and He couldn't figure out how to hook it up properly. <laughs> I'm like, it's—it's it, like three clips, sweetie. It's not that hard. Yeah, I know. I but know. I digress. So we just stayed on the bed, um, and then at one point I s- could tell he was like rummaging through something, and mm-hmm. so like I turn and he—it's actually—it was really hot in the moment. Uh, but like he grabs me by the hair, shoves my face into the mattress, and says, "Don't fucking look." Okay, yeah. And I was like. Yes, sir.
0: Yes, yes, sir. Yes, devil, sir.
1: Um, And then he inserts what I would later find out to be a prostate massager. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. spur of the moment decides to double penetrate me. What?
0: Look at him go.
1: I know. Small issue yeah. is <laughs> he did not have me relaxed enough yeah. in the first place <laughs> to successfully... Do it without injury. Maybe
0: he thought you were ready to go.
1: I mean, like, mentally, sure. Physically, not so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm actually still uh, recovering from that. Yep, Uh uh-huh. Because it was, like, in the moment, it's like, you know what? Like, endorphins, you don't feel the pain. Oh, God, Um, we all know it, sweetie. But there were, like, a few repeated times, like, through the evening where I was like, this is, like, this is... mm, Painful, like yeah. you need to stop. Yeah, and, this does not feel good. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, and then like I ended up, I I was trying to leave by two so that way I could get back to Red Deer <laughs> by four. God, yes. Um, yep. but I ended up leaving his house, or if I were to leave, mm-hmm. uh, it was already four a.m. Yeah. And they're like, "You're not driving to Red Deer. It's not safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're crashing here. Yeah, so yeah. I crashed, um, in his bed, and then woke up in the morning, tried to get incredibly painful as well um but then after that uh when i finally got home i went to the bathroom and i was like that's that's quite a lot of blood (laughs) like like not like that that is quite a lot like Mm -hmm. like several handfuls of toilet paper worth of blood and so i'm like cool uh i mean it was wonderful in the moment however now i know that i can actually stand my ground and when i say stop that hurts mm-hmm. it means stop that hurts and we do not proceed yes. because it's not a quick oh i'm slightly sore i'll recover tomorrow it's a that was like two three weeks ago and i'm still recovering yeah. so <clears throat>
0: again i think we want to go back to you'll make fucking mistakes
1: and you learn and them. you'll learn from it um but it was still wonderful, fantastic, mm. and I went and I had my little Nas X Montero moment. Yeah,
0: I, I think that um, the whole, uh, everyone, uh, the, the, the moment that you've realized that real life is not porn, and that it is very... I mean, it was the
1: devil fucking elf. Uh, right?
0: it's th- kind of, kind of... I know. It's not very, yeah, not real life, quote unquote, there either. But <laughs> it's like, <laughs> swallow that, honey. Take it. Um, uh, I almost just spit take for those listening. Yeah, I almost got like fuck, just moist. <laughs> um, but that's one of those things that uh, because again, if you haven't learned how to have the gay sex growing up, all you see is porn. So like that is basically your that's your manual.
1: I mean, like my first hookup story that I shared. Should be enough to say that I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Now, thankfully, I'm a little more well seasoned.
0: Um, but still, it's 119 yeah. days.
1: I uh, mean, it, it's kind of like a cast iron, you just have to season it repeatedly more and more, and mm-hmm. then you just get really effective. Then with it's it. fine, right. and then
0: pretty much all you do is look at a deck and you're a gaping hole. <laughs> like, <laughs> you get to my age, windy Hallways. And you. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> now, I think what we're going to do is going to wrap this up because, uh, what we want to do is kind of have Alex back every once, every so often just as updates Yeah. because we find his foray into his gay life, um, very interesting because I think we all want to look back on what happened when in our utes and figure out, um, <laughs> where the fuck it all went wrong. <laughs> And how uh, he is recovering from his tragic anal injuries, yeah. um, <clears throat> one thing that I do want to say is because I, I, I alluded to it right at the very beginning that I was worried about you getting reactivated um, because we were talk- we had talked a lot during the entire time of you coming out and whatever. And then you kind of, like, dropped off the radar for personal reasons. Yeah. Totally get it. And, again, I knew that you were going through stuff and you were do, and you're living your life. So I kept quiet. And then I think um, I realized it right as I was dropping the episode or getting ready to. I'm like, oh, my God. I haven't talked to you in weeks. I'm like...
1: Yeah, probably I've probably disappeared um, for about a month and a half, yeah, maybe more. So
0: I'm like, oh, my God. Like... What the hell? And I just realized it. So I, 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 I'm a really terrible person. And but I, so then I tried to reach out for you. We were answering. I'm like, oh, my God. Because, again, as an old elder gay, I know that there's things that happen to new gay people. Um, and it is like, you know, mental health issues and harming thyself and all of those things are very statistically increased for the lgbtq youth so uh, i'm panicking because yeah. i'm like oh my god and then you finally message me i'm like thank christ at least you're alive that's all i care about i don't yeah. care what the hell you've done with your life if you've been selling yourself again for crack and tic tacs like it does not matter yeah i just wanted to make sure
1: you're safe so yeah
0: as long as you're alive. oh okay apparently the dog's back so now we need to shut up
1: i guess one last moment yeah. um You'll just have to deal with the background noise. Okay. Um, is uh, just sort of, sort of <clears throat> looking at where I see myself going. Yep. Um, and I'm sure that we can have multiple different uh, episodes on the varying topics. You're young. You
0: can go multiple times.
1: Exactly. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it's just like continuing to learn about culture and history. Uh, do I see myself slowing down? No, I do not. And I, I just... <laughs> didn't think you would. Um, but I guess now using this as like a way to i guess like educate others because mm-hmm. i realize how many young gay and queer individuals don't know um so maybe like i almost feel like imposter syndrome of like i just learned this myself so why am i teaching you like yep. i don't have like the vast knowledge base but at the same time is anyone else going to yeah no um and then i'm looking at joining the Committee for uh, Fab mm-hmm. and being an active part of the actual bear scene yep. uh, because thankfully they allow both bears and chasers. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And so. They um, are an
0: inclusive community.
1: Yes. And my next project is actually getting you to some of our events. Yes,
0: I know. I've actually said it for years that I wanted to do stuff with Fab. I just. I am a terrible bear and I am a terrible. Uh, it's so difficult for me to actually get out and do things with the public other than having sex with them like it's very difficult
1: i mean the number of bears i've talked to who said i used to have a lot of self-conscious body issues and i thought that i was just sort of like that side piece that nobody really wanted like Mm -hmm. the the lonely bottom eating ice cream in the corner Mm -hmm. which by the way Side tangent, I list an episode, you told me not to come because I'm pretty sure I was like the last one for that orgy yeah. that was still planning to come. And you said there's going to be like two bottoms. You were coming, yeah. And so I was still acting, just wanted to put that out there for our listeners. I was still willing to drive an hour and a half. Yep.
0: For the orgy that wasn't going to happen. It was just going to be... Like, Alex and I, face down, ass up, and that's it. Yeah. Like, just waiting for a top to arrive. (laughs) Or
1: some magical, like, double-sided dildo. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, Eric literally would have had to, like, do double duty that night. Yeah. Um,
1: And so, just putting that out there. I was still, Will, you told me not to come because I was the last person on that list. And you said, you know what? It's not happening. I digress. Yeah. Um, but He's not bitter about it at all. Yeah. Uh, But realizing that... um, when you get into a community where you are seen as the hot commodity, you are gorgeous. You are the one. You're the one that everyone's trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think that it's. I've heard it be healing for a lot of bears of helping them with that. Um, And not saying that it has to be right away. All I'm saying is that I'm slowly going to chip away at that hard exterior.
0: You are not taking nude photos of me.
1: (laughs) I I don't do nude boudoir. Um, Oh,
0: sorry. Classy.
1: Yeah, I do tastefully covered up.
0: Okay. It's like penthouse. We don't take pictures of your hands, honey. I know. I get it.
1: Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so I guess just learning to be more involved in the community. Um, I heard there's a voguing community here in Calgary. Uh, mm, Like an underground voguing scene.
0: Well, if it's underground, we don't talk about it yeah
1: and so like because it's like fight club uh, right and so like i just found out about that i've been wanting to vogue since i was in high school so looking more into that we might All do right. an episode on that who knows All right. um I it mean... may have shut down because of lack of interest and so so much secrecy but yeah just <laughs> spreading my wings there's so yeah, like, a little, little bit of anyone. everything <clears throat> and i guess we'll just update and have this be like the coming out diary i know you like,
0: you like literally run headlong into everything at breakneck speed and I'm just like bitch I'm just fearful for the day where we down. sit down
1: and you're like all right let's talk about like cuz like you've been like delving into kink you're every single kink in that Podcast episode where you said, I don't know what freak is into this. It was like a checklist. I know you are
0: into that. Like a put a
1: finger down challenge. Either I have tried it or I'm currently into it. You are
0: a freak, bitch.
1: Like the only issue I have is I can't find people who feel comfortable doing the things to me that I want done to me. So
0: we will obviously find these freaks. Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, so just
1: it's an adventure. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Exactly. Uh, I will not steal your ending line this time. Okay.
0: Um, So with that being said, um, I would like to thank Alex for showing up again. Um, and we will definitely have him back probably in another 119 days and just to, uh, check up on him, see where the hell he's done now and what kind of freak shit he's gotten himself into. Parting thoughts, any, any nice things that you want to say? Um, <laughs>
1: I mean, I guess it sort of goes back to like some of what I've been throwing back at you of your own words is if there's something that you're worried to try, um, actually no, no, I won't, I'll quote Hairspray. Oh God. Yes. See,
0: he's, he's that gay. He literally needs to go back to... The 60s. Yes,
1: exactly. Um, is there's a line in, well, the movie with John Travolta, uh, where she wants to go out on camera, but she's hesitant and her husband says... Do it now or forever wish you had. Yeah, yeah. And with the whole coming out thing, it's like, if you don't come out now, when? Yeah. And so, like, if you're wanting to go to a bear event, go to a bear event. If you want to talk to somebody who's into leather or a pup or something like that, like, be diverse. Try things. If you don't like it, you don't have to stick with it. Yeah. And so, that's sort of my thing is, you know what, do it now or forever wish you had. If you don't like something, use your safe word. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: if it hurts when you're getting double penetrated, make him stop. Yes. Like that is pretty much the only thing we've learned today. Yeah. Like that's that's basically yeah. it. So um all right. So with that, uh we're gonna wrap this up. And again, just wanna thank Alex for him being here. We will see him pretty soon. Okay, you can say it.
1: No, you say it. <laughs>
0: All right. Love and light, bitches. Cheers, sluts. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of The Gay Agenda. Don't forget you can follow us all on the tweets, the instas, and on the Facebooks at TheGayAgendaYYC. If you like what we had to say, please like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, all that fun jazz. Thanks for listening, kids. Bye. Bye. Love and light, bitches.